I was less cold today than Jose. Jose was the most cold. With it, it wasn't that cold. Did you think it was that cold? It got cold. It's the Sasha Photography Podcast. Here in the studio with me, I have Maria Elena and Jose. We just finished our engagement shoot this morning, and they're getting married in June of this year. I will be photographing their wedding, and we're going to have a conversation. We're going to get to know them, and we will find out about Jose's amazing proposal, among other things. So join us. Sit back a little bit, yeah? Okay. Is that comfortable for you? Okay, perfect. Can you speak normally? Just introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Marielena, and I'm the future Moneyball analyst for the Oakland Athletics, who will win the World Series this year. Don't say something smart in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and Jose, can you introduce yourself? And my name is Jose Nunez, and I'll be her future agent, so please contact me directly. (laughs) This is, uh, by the way... Uh, like I said, you, 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 uh, you're a perfect uh, tax client because you do have your exclusive uh, home office. Home office, and you don't, office. and you don't yes. lie, and you don't lie about it. <laughs> because you know you have clients who are like, oh yeah, I, I work from home. Oh yeah, how uh, how big is your home office? Oh well, I, I I sometimes I do it on the couch and on in the kitchen. <laughs> Well, um, the definition of uh, a home office is that it has to be used exclusively for business purposes. And hence... That's right. And I plan to, in case I ever do get audited by the IRS, I plan to use this uh, very recording as proof. (laughs) So thank you for coming here. I really appreciate that you guys made the trip all the way from Fremont up to San Francisco to do this. And just to set some context for the people that are listening to this, we have now completed two engagement sessions. We had one in San Francisco on an absolutely freezing day on Baker Beach, and you guys were good enough to come out and do that. And then we just literally had this one this morning in Fremont where the weather appeared within the span of about an hour and a half to change by like 10 degree swings (laughs) back and forth with wind chill and Uh, And we just finished our engagement session, and then on the way back to San Francisco, there was hail. So thank you for having the energy on a sunny morning to do all that and then to come in here and and to do this conversation. I really appreciate it. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. My pleasure. So you guys have your wedding coming up later this year. And what I wanted to do as as part of this conversation is talk to you and just find out, um, or at least for the sake of the, the folks that are listening to this, have you guys... Uh, talk a little bit about yourselves as a couple, first and foremost. Just tell uh, the story of of who you are and how you met and how this all began. So we met online on Match.com. We both attended Santa Clara University, um, but we actually never met at school. And so uh, that's one of the things that uh, we definitely had in common. And uh, I think we hit it off right away. And so, um, we share share a lot of interests together, and our first date actually was, I think, very significant uh, because it put a lot of pressure on her. Um, I am a 49er season ticket holder, and I actually invited her to come out with my friends uh, for the first, on the first date, and of course, I 
mentioned to her that the significant others were going to be there so that she wouldn't feel more awkward than it would have been already because we were tag teaming her. So uh, we actually went and tailgated at the 49er uh, at Levi's. And I think she was a hit, uh, not just with me, but with my friends. So <laughs> definitely good approval ratings that day. And she uh, had a great time. And um, it's funny that our uh, our sessions were freezing cold uh, that day at the 49er stadium was also quite freezing. And I tried to uh, keep her warm without uh without her yes um not not that i was trying to put the moves on her but i was trying to be actually a gentleman and Mm -hmm. keep her warm Mm -hmm. that day so she may say otherwise but that was never (laughs) the intention um so that's that that was our first date um and from there on i think uh we we actually a couple days later we ended up meeting for for dinner and a few days after that we met for lunch at my office and uh, everything from there on was just uh, smooth sailing. And, uh, you know, we got to know each other and had a lot of interest. Um, and uh, we share a lot of uh, sports uh, interests as well, um, even though she's an Ace fan and I'm a Giants fan. But, you know, that I think that, you know, makes it a little bit spicier um, in the relationship. And um, I do have to admit that I did make a promise to her that when we have kids, uh, I will step aside and have them be Ace fans. So you know that goes that goes a long way for major points. Whenever I need to <laughs> cash them in, so <laughs> um, so it's 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 been an amazing an amazing ride, um, and she's been phenomenal, and I couldn't be happier um, to to be able to share the rest of my life with her. So I cannot complain one bit. Okay. Well, thank you for the intro. Uh, Maria Elena, do you remember when you went to that Niners game? Yeah, it was clear cut. Yeah, I did. Do you, do, you, do you feel like there was a little bit of an audition going on because his friends were there? You, to... you know what? Many, I think many folks on online would say I would not do that because it's so much pressure on, on you to... Um, how about if the date went bad and you're stuck at the stadium and you say, hey, I'm going to the bathroom and, you know, you have to get on the train and, you know, like it could have went so many ways wrong. And um, I didn't look at it like that, you know, like I looked at it more as like this guy's from Santa Clara. We probably have a lot of friends in common. It's a Niner game. How bad can it be? Right. So um, I didn't feel that I had to audition in front of the friends, although at the end they told me they approved of me. So I didn't know I was kind of being judged <laughs> so i don't know if it's like more of a comfort level with sports or, or very confident who i am um i just kind of went with the flow you know so but yeah. i didn't there wasn't too much pressure i didn't sense it as a pressure thing and it was never meant to be uh pressure or audition yeah. it was simply uh she mentioned to me that she was a big sports fan so i decided well you know why not? Let's give it a try. Yeah. If you're comfortable, obviously. And she she was. And I think, uh, you know, I owe it to my friends, too, for making her feel yeah. welcome, welcome and yeah. and not being uh, weird. Although they did, uh, they were trying to uh, score me points with her as well because 
Uh, they were telling her that uh, I was the owner of all the tickets, of all the season tickets, of all the season tickets, and that I had a cabin in Tahoe, and that I was paying for everything uh, the following <laughs> weekend because we were going to Tahoe. Uh, yeah. But and so, they invited me up as a group, like you want to come with us. So, yeah. uh, so you know, they made her feel comfortable and and just uh, as someone that uh, that they've known for some time and. Um, I think every everything went quite well, and what I think also made it interesting is that she's a uh, vegan slash vegetarian, and so um, I tried catering to her that day uh, at the tailgate. So um, you know, so at the tailgate I had nachos, even though I'm a vegan, and mac and cheese, even so though. What is a vegan slash vegetarian? Well, it's kind of like a cheat like I kind of cheat sometimes. A cheat Have you heard of that term? Cheat-in? I have not. This yeah, is the first time. It's hilarious. People tell me you're a cheat like a cheating vegan, yeah. um, which is, means like if I go to events where there's not options for me, which there usually isn't, you know, I would opt out for like a quesadilla because that's protein. During, uh, Jose, your efforts to keep her warm, Marielena, did you have a sense of like, oh, he's this is what he's trying to do. He's trying to keep no. me warm, but not be too. <laughs> yes, very much, very, very much. Um, uh, I think one of my first thoughts on that day, or, or even through the day, you know, it's interesting. There's a story, backstory to to that day, and um, and how I felt about him the night before my father had his retirement party, and my sister in law made a speech in that retirement party saying that. You know, my father's extraordinary and an extraordinary father and grandfather and husband. And if, uh, you know, my brother was even a quarter of that, she would take it because my father, you know, was this just incredible human being and actually my hero, right? One of my best friends in life. And she said, but I think you've cursed your daughter, she said. Um, She's not going to find someone like you. And she's always comparing you to the guys she meets. And um, I think that's the downfall. And, um, I, and, and people and my cousin, you know, sitting next to me, she says, yeah, I think she might be right, Maddie. You're a little too hard. The following day I was like, okay, I was sitting next to him. And I remember we were in the, like the middle of the third quarter. And, and I thought to myself, yeah, she was wrong. There was something about that date that I knew immediately he was extraordinary as a person. And in those few hours that I had, were getting to know him, I was like, this guy's very kind. On another level that I didn't feel anywhere else. So even if he was trying to like give me his jacket or put his arm around me because it was so freezing, none of that thought even crossed my mind because I came out of that game like kind of uh, blown away. And it might be so just sort of like a kinder spirit we have, and and Jose's like this um, incredible like kind person. So you, like if you're his friend, you you feel the warmth. Um, so it was something I think that it's not even I can't even explain it in words at this point. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you giving it a shot. Yeah. And I, I can, since a picture says a thousand words, I can tell you that just from photographing the two of you now twice, there's a couple of things that I've observed. Number one is that uh, you guys have an incredible endurance uh, and, and a very high threshold for discomfort. Oh, yes. You know, that that's interesting. We went to marriage a weekend last weekend, and one of the things that they asked us Sorry for interrupting you, but um, was what do you love about this relationship? And one, we both agreed that we're kind of each other's best friends and we wanted to continue that. But another one that kind of has, uh, I think it's a plus. I don't think that 
I was necessarily looking for this because there's so much, uh, we live in such a fast pace, but Jose and I can go through any sort of conflict, not conflict, hardship together or something that uh, kind of comes at left, left field from us and we stay put, right? There's, we never panic. There's never a sense of um, panic. And so I said, okay, if our marriage through time has anything, you know, financial difficulties, health, um, anything unexpected in life that may, we'll be fine. And I, I wrote that down in our marriage weekend. Like that was one of the best things I have about him or each other. Like we kind of just stay put and we don't complain too often about discomfort. Yeah. That's, that's really amazing to hear because I think as a photographer, I've observed a lot of couples get married and one of the things that I get to see is I get to be sort of an objective observer. Yeah. I get to see people's body language and I get to see uh, people make vows to each other. And a lot of the vows have similar themes in terms of sticking with each other through thick and thin. But one of the more telling things, I think, is how people actually handle their wedding day itself right you know because they say actions speak louder than words and yeah. i think how you you handle your wedding day and how you uh treat each other and how you treat your friends and family and vendors on that day says a lot about how you generally sort of respond to life yeah. um and one of the things that i can say as a married man for almost five years and as a father now uh of a, of a two and a half year old boy is that uh it doesn't really get easier right <laughs> it only it becomes more of an uphill climb and it becomes more of a challenge because a lot of that you know initial romance kind of uh you know it's there to lay the foundation for for who you're going to be as a couple but then eventually that subsides a little bit and what you have left is this uh relationship that you have to build and this life that you have to build together so it's really amazing to hear that you guys have that sense about one another and you're so grounded from the start mm -hmm. that's really great so you yeah. saw that in our pictures <laughs> well i saw yeah i saw that <laughs> awesome. in your uh in your certainly in your endurance during both sessions that really tested us because it was really cold yeah. uh the first day it was really really cold on baker beach and this morning obviously it was cold um and i also see that through the lens in terms of how you guys just generally are like i i think there's a a, a, a relaxed quality like an at ease quality about the two of you and and that just stays throughout you know sometimes I've had the experience of photographing uh people where I feel like there's they can they can turn on certain emotions or they can turn on certain a certain put on a certain mask when the camera is pointed at them but then when it's not they can kind of turn that off you know um, or or they but you guys have a yeah. consistent ease about the two of you throughout which i think is really amazing yeah. thank you thank appreciate you that, that. Yeah. no yeah and i'm really looking forward to the wedding i have to be honest i'm excited to see how you guys are going to be and not only that but i'm excited to meet your community yeah and meet some of these people that you've already mentioned yeah. uh so what, what has that been a, a part of of your relationship, having your families meet one another and get to know each other? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think 
uh, well, the, the first time um, that they met, it was actually uh, quite interesting. And, uh, at my brother's house? Yeah. Yeah. At, at her brother's house. Uh, they had us over for, for dinner, and I think it, it went uh, better than, than we expected, we expected or, or yeah. we hoped. Yeah. Uh, you it's know. probably because our parents are both relaxed people and easygoing, right? Yeah, and, you know, uh, they, they started joking right away. Her her mom, so her family's from Nicaragua and my and we're from, from Mexico. And her mom uh, kept saying that, the tradition in, in in Nicaragua is that the first time that they meet, the dad has to get drunk or the dad has to drink. And of course, I've never known her mom for being the drinker, the, the or, drinker or the funny one or just joking around like that. Yeah. And uh, and she kept saying it. And my dad, of course, obliged. And so, <laughs> you know, he just kept going along. Yeah. Uh, her brother... And my brother-in-law, because my sister lives in D.C., and they were in here, they were in town that that uh, that weekend, and uh, they hit it off as well. And so it, you know, it was a it was an an excellent uh, night, and um, and uh, you know, one side of her mom that I had no idea yeah. uh, was there, and so um, you know. And then we it, had a kind of like a party together, like you know. We brought everyone together, our most intimate friends and family, and they met there, and that was a great time too. Yeah, we had it at a wine bar, and it was just a smooth, you know, like everyone just got along. And um, I have a couple cousins who like kind of love his friends, and um, one of my cousins joined us at Forty Niners weekend one weekend, and you know, and they kind of love. So it's like every time our families mingle, it's like easy going. Yeah, smooth transition. Nice, good. That bodes well for the family pictures then. Okay, good. <laughs> um, let's rewind a little bit because I I forgot to ask you guys about your engagement story, like how you, how the actual engagement happened and how long it happened after your initial meeting. Oh, let's see. Yeah, so I decided to ask her parents for... Uh, her hand in marriage before I actually proposed. Uh, I think, uh, you know, in, in our cultures, that's something that um, you you tend to do before um, you actually go and propose. And she, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to uh, to the funny part. Um, but um, so I, I I left my office early uh, to go to her parents' house, and uh, I did it just without calling them, without notice. And as, as far as, uh, as soon as I saw their car, I said, they're here. And uh, I went in there and I knocked and her dad answered the door and he seemed a little bit surprised of seeing me there without her. And he, as soon as he opened the door and he saw me, uh, he said, uh, does, you know, can, does my wife have to be here because she's in the room? And I said, yeah, you know, I'd like to a couple minutes with you guys. And so they came out to the to the living room, and we sat down. And you know, you can you can sense that it, it was just a little bit different. And so you know, we sat down. They didn't expect what was coming, and so I I started explaining that you know I wanted to uh, to uh, to marry their daughter, and I you can sense um, uh, 
some relief in, in, in their eyes because <laughs> I think that's the last thing that they imagined I was there for. They thought there was something wrong. They thought I was there to complain about their daughter. Uh, and so, <laughs> you know, it, everything just changed. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad actually uh, choked up a little bit. Uh, he couldn't speak. Um, he just kind of nodded like, yes, you know, of course. And then her mom just started smiling and just started talking. And yes, of course, absolutely. Um, and so you can sense that, um, that relief. And soon after that, um, I, I had no idea how I was going to propose or how I was going to do it. And a couple of days later, I decided that, um, um, I was going to do it, um, uh, with the, with the trio, basically serenade her. Um, and so I had to, I had to tell uh, her parents not to tell anyone. Obviously no one knew except my parents. And it was kind of a last minute get together um, because I, I felt like it was the right time and it was um, it was the right opportunity. And I decided to contact my friends to help me um, organize it. And then I had to contact her, her friends and her cousins last minute to be there and help coordinate the, the thrill that I was kind of sneaking around trying to communicate with them to, to get there. And, and so, uh, we decided on a, on a, on a Sunday noon to, um, to propose, um, and I had my friends contact the, the trio, uh, and coordinate that. And the day of, I had to find a way of making sure that, um, I got away, um, because obviously I was going to be singing and serenading her. And so we were supposed to go out shopping that day um, at 12. But by 11 o'clock, she was ready to go. And I can't tell <laughs> you that has been the most nerve-wracking time of my life. I've gone to audits, IRS audits, uh, where things didn't look too good. And that was still not as nerve-wracking as that last hour because I had to find ways to stall because we couldn't leave. So I started doing her dishes. I started <laughs> vacuuming, vacuuming her hardwood floor. I started doing all kinds of things, and uh, she found it a little bit weird. Uh, I started doing her laundry, and so eventually, ten minutes were left, and I just ran out of excuses not to leave. And so I finally decided, you know what, run into the bathroom, figure something out. I did. I said, hey, I left my. I left my phone in the laundry room. I'll be right back. So I ran without her, you know, asking anything else. I know. I was like, who leaves their phone in the laundry? So That's I went. weird. And then so, he disappeared for 30 minutes. So then I disappeared. And finally, I see them. I, I contacted my friends. Hey, we, we got the trio. And, uh, you know, they, they came uh, to the window. I sang. Um, actually, before that. I asked her cousin, run up the stairs, make sure that as soon as she hears uh, the plane, the, the trio outside, that she comes out to the window because she may not hear it. And um, and so she runs up there and apparently she was on the phone and they started playing. I was on the phone ordering pizza. She was on the phone <laughs> and she wasn't coming out. And so good thing that I said, run up there, make sure. So she comes out, we start singing, start serenading her. And of course, um, 
you know, she's, uh, I guess she wasn't expecting it, which was good. And that was the plan. And, um, you know, sang a song, which, by the way, her mom lo loved. Mm -hmm. uh, got about three different people recording the serenade. And uh, that's when I got on one knee and proposed. Um, and so she was in complete shock. And as she came down the stairs after the after the song was over, instead of saying, yes, I do, the first thing she says was, did you talk to my parents? <laughs> did you ask them? And I yeah. say, yes, it's all covered. And uh, she was she was just shaking the entire time. Um, so it was uh, she didn't expect it. She, you know, I was sneaking around trying to get everything together. And um, now she knows why. So it was uh, it was very very nerve-wracking so i was uh i was so excited after after she said yes of course wow what a story yeah you don't see that often no <laughs> you don't and i have some questions there's a lot to unpack there um so the, the first question jose for, for you when you went to have that very important conversation with her parents what was your sales pitch <laughs> I actually worked on that on my as I drove there, <laughs> and um, I just I kind of practiced, but then I say, you know what, just just let it out as as it comes. And uh, part of it was, you know, you you have an amazing daughter. Um, you know, uh, we've been talking about um, the future, and uh, that's someone that um, I want to spend the rest of my life with, and of course. It is very important to me and to her that um, you guys um, approve, and um, and there's no no one better than uh, than her that I like to spend the rest of my life with. She's extraordinary, and you know it's very very important for me to be here and for you guys to to be part of this, and um, and you know it was uh, it it wasn't it, it wasn't that long. It was you know quick to the point and. And of course, they 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 were thrilled, and um, like I said, her her dad was going to speak, and he got he got uh, he got choked up. I've never seen my dad cry, um, and I and I wasn't I sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. That's um, a good thing. But he yeah. just he just nodded. I'm like, okay, that's a yes. Did you speak in Spanish or in English? Yes, it was it was all in Spanish. In Spanish, okay. It was awesome. When you were rehearsing in your head on the way there in the car, were you rehearsing in English or in Spanish? It was all in Spanish. No, I, I knew from the beginning it was it was all in Spanish. Okay. Absolutely. When you were, speaking of rehearsing, when you were setting up this thing with the trio, did you practice with them to sing the song? No. Um, in fact... When I set everything up, I didn't even know what song I wanted. And between the time that it was set up and they came, I texted one of my friends and I said, start with Gemma, which is Gem. And it's a, it's an old song that I know because my parents listen to uh, to this type of music and it's a you know very romantic song. And um, I already knew the song. And obviously they played it, and I went along, and um, and um, and her 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 mom and her grandmother mm -hmm. actually started singing it to me when after mm -hmm. you know after uh, once we met after the whole engagement thing, 
and they started singing it to me and they they absolutely loved it so that got me some extra points with grandma <laughs> <laughs> and feel free to say no um to this request but would you mind singing a small part of it oh my god you'll be honored this is his thing it goes something like eres la gema que dios convirtiera el mujer por toditita mi alma so it's basically you're the gem that god designated for the rest of my life um yeah thank you Okay, I asked you a lot of questions. <laughs> I put you on the spot. I have some questions for you, Maria Elena, sure. as well. He was going through a lot of yeah. uh, evasive maneuvers mm -hmm. on that day mm -hmm. when he was going to propose mm -hmm. to you. Did you suspect something? Absolutely not. Because, absolutely not. No, there was no... in Six months prior to that, we were at an A's game on like a Sunday afternoon. It was sunny, and someone proposed on the big screen. And I turned to him and I said, don't you ever do something as silly as that if you decide to propose to me because I don't like big shows. I don't like anything like that. I said, just take me to dinner, call it a day. Like, I'm fine with that. I mean, talk to my parents, obviously, but um, it doesn't have to be elaborate, right? Nothing. And so I thought he was really going to listen to me. You know, like um, we had talked about getting married, but I thought I had made clear cut you know, requests like, um, so I had no clue, no clue, yeah, yeah. And what did you, what was going through your head when he just disappeared for 30 minutes? I thought it was odd. Well, we had to meet my parents at 12, so it was like, we really have to go, like, we were on a schedule, and weekends are tight, and you know, like, he works a lot, I work a lot, and so I thought it was odd. Thank God that that day I was, I found a New York Times article that I was trying to read and it was interesting. So I, I sat there for like maybe another 20 minutes reading it um, because I got so obsessed with the article. But then he comes back from the laundry room. And he's like, I, can you make me some coffee? And I was just like, why would you? And it's not, he's not that inconsiderate to be late on people. So I was like, he must want coffee. Like, you know, like, fine, I'll go make you this cup of coffee. Like, I didn't get it. So I had no clue. Yeah. I did think he was acting a little odd, but he kept, you know what, he was playing with time because he kept saying, your laundry's not ready yet. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, why wouldn't it, be? like, in my head, I was like, I timed it perfectly. Why wouldn't it be, you know? And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe it's taking longer. But that play of time with the laundry helped because I was like, okay. And I just kept reading. So. And I purposely added. 10 minutes on the laundry machine on the, yeah because I, I i set my my alarm my phone right and it tells you like it'll be it'll be ready in 30 minutes so yeah. i'm like okay let me put it let me set it for 40 and so that way once she hears it she knows why it's taking so long and yeah. so i just needed to buy any yeah. kind of time and one thing that i left out which was even more nerve-wracking was that about 11 20 she wanted to go uh around the around the oh, corner yeah. to go see furniture and i was like there's this beautiful furniture shop that must have freaked and you and I, so this is yeah this beautiful furniture shop and i go there because the lady has such beautiful furniture that her father makes i wanted to see what the latest thing was this week and uh, I was like, hey, I'll be right back before we leave. I'm going to go see what the lady has on furniture. He was like, why are you going? Like, you don't need more furniture. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, 
I was like, I'm, I, I was like, what? He's trying to control how he spent my money. Like, he's not letting me go see this furniture store, you know? That totally freaked me out because <laughs> that's where people were. I, 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 was I like, guess his friends were waiting around the corner and I didn't know that. So I went over here. So he was like, fine, go. You know, he was like, you don't need more furniture in your apartment. And I was like, whatever. And my, I left. My <laughs> friends and the trio parked right, right in front of that store. store. Yeah. So I was freaking out when she was like, I'll be right back. And I said, well, hurry up. Don't spend too much time. So I started even sweating because yeah. I had no idea. I can imagine. I was... Now I can. But that's a sacred store for me. So it was like for him to tell me, like, don't go. I was like, that's messed up. You know, like, that's my tranquility going to this furniture store. But I came back right away. I came back yeah, in 10 did. minutes. I came she, back in 10 she minutes. Did. So. She did. I, I think it's one of the most fascinating things about proposals yeah. and how they usually go down. Because I'll... Proposals can be so different, and the way that you did it was so unique. But I think one very common thread that I find is that because the person doing the proposing has an elaborate plan or a specific way that it needs to be done, they're trying to steer and control the events of the day to unfold in a very specific way, right? And there's usually all these dependencies. There's a, a band or a, mm -hmm. a f whatever. I'm just going to make things up. A fireworks show yeah. or, a, uh, you know, people holding up a sign or whatever it needs to be. Um, and then the person that's being proposed to, the consequence of that is that they're always thinking in the back of their head like you were, Marilena, that what's going on? Yeah. Why is why is he acting so weird? You know, a lot of brides told me that they knew the day the guy was going to propose because of this behavior, but it didn't to me because I thought I had told him, like, no elaborate things. And I was like, for sure he's going to. But, you know, after in 2020 hindsight, I was just like, of course he's not going to listen. He is a very outgoing <laughs> and very, like, you know, loves to speak in front of audiences. Is always on the job jumbotron at the A's game. Like, why would I even think he would take me to a small restaurant, you know? So uh, I should have figured it out, but I, in my head, I was, I was like, there's no way he, I would never in my wildest dreams would I would have figured this man out. So, and yeah. The, and the other funny thing was apparently, and I couldn't, I mean, I was looking up into the window and I saw her there and she's looking out on the street around and she's not looking at yeah. me. She's not paying attention to me. And this is during the song. And so I'm there singing. I'm like, are you going to acknowledge me anytime soon? And apparently traffic had traffic been stopped. stopped. Everybody from the restaurant stopped. I was just uh, my family and friends, his family and friends. Traffic in the in the block just stopped. And I was everyone came out of their cars. And I was just kind of like. And the thing is that and my initial thought was like, because he's so outgoing, I thought in Niles, there's always bands in music i was like leave that band alone like why are you always in the mix right but then i'm like oh wait 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 and then I, you kind of have a out-of-body experience and you're and i'm like oh this is a proposal and like it took me a while to think because i was like jose why you always have to sing with people like why you always got to get involved you know like that was my first thought and i was like when he started singing i was like oh this is a proposal so it took me a while and then i immediately went out of body so i don't really and I didn't realize any of this. I mean, my back is to everything, and I'm just, I'm, I'm still nervous. Yeah. 
And so, but she's looking around and the she's not acknowledging me. And I'm like, why is she looking at me? What's going on over there? And yeah. I can't just like turn around and, you know, yeah. see what's going on because this is action. This is, you know, this is a real thing. And so eventually, you know, she explained it to me. Everybody else explained it to me. The people next everybody door. Everybody came out. At the like restaurant. It was like maybe 50 or 60. I mean, it was just every one of the block. People stopped. People kept saying, oh, there's an engagement go- proposal going on. You have, you know, like every, it was just like a show. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating because of the way that you guys are, th- what's happening in each of your heads. Like yeah. I can just imagine like, Jose, for you, you had had to assemble a million different pieces to come together in exactly the right way right and you had been so focused and bringing it all together and at the moment when you're actually standing there with the band and singing to her like the only thing you're focused on is her right all you're doing is you're looking at her and you're looking at her reaction and she's looking at what's happening and you have been assembling this and planning this for a long time. For her, she has no idea what's going on. So while you're focusing on her, she's trying to you're trying to assemble Maria Elena like a billion different pieces That's right. in that moment in her head. She's like, you're trying to put it all together, right? Yeah. I'm and you're focused it. on her. And so you guys are in a totally different place because you're just trying to like reconcile with the reality that's happening right now. Yeah. And you're totally focused on her, Jose. Exactly. It's so interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And you got her because of your strange actions it, that morning, you got her into this weird, like agitated, yeah. slightly agitated state to begin with. That's such a fascinating story, you guys. Thank in, you for sharing. In that. the end though, it was the best thing ever. Like I wouldn't have wanted anywhere else, you know? Like I was like, Okay, I get it why people do these kinds of favors. Like it, it's really mag- it's like a magical experience. Oh, well, thank you for sharing your magical experience. Yeah. So here you are. You're engaged. You're well into the planning yep. of your wedding. Um, talk a little bit about some of the choices that you've made in terms of how you're putting your day together. Well, we certainly got a wedding planner, um, which you can talk to more about that because you know she's been working more with her. Um, than I have. I've been kind of MIA in many things because of <laughs> work and, you know, tax season. And um, I try to jump in and help in whatever I can. But for the most part, you know, she's been leading the, the way. So I guess, um, you know, this is interesting to like how to plan your day. I think when we started thinking about our wedding day, I think um, we have like this over arching feeling that we wanted to have like a catholic traditional kind of very elegant theme um and one of the first things that people used to ask me was or vendors or people who would show us representatives would show us these rooms where we wanted to host was like what what um what feeling do you want of your wedding and that was it took me a while to understand like what i wanted that to be and so we ended up, I knew exactly, I knew an idea, which we, one of our first ideal spots was to go over to the Fairmont downtown San Jose, because that was probably one of the most elegant places um, in, in, in San Jose downtown proper. And we wanted, um, we had looked at um, a few co- golf courses on the hills of the Bay Area, but the transportation for some of our guests was just um, not uh, the most convenient. So... 
So the way we started, we, I think before he's kind of stepped out of the process and has allowed me and Sanella, who happens to be my wedding planner, uh, to take over. Uh, I think Jose and I had uh, the day we knew we wanted family there and friends. Uh, we knew we wanted great food um, and, 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 and everyone to have a great time, right? Um, and so we ended up, the reason we ended up going away from the Fairmont, and this has to go a little bit with the theme and who we decided to contract out and how we want our day um, to be, was that when we went and compared the Fairmont with everyone else, we ended up landing at the Marriott. And we didn't end up choosing the Marriott because necessarily um, that was the better option. We fell in love with the event coordinator, Gigi Air. And when we met her, I think in the first 15 minutes, she gave me this feeling that, oh my God, I want to work with Gigi. Like, I think Gigi will help whatever day that, because I didn't have that vision yet, but I knew that every single person I wanted to pick had to be kind of kind, right? Like kind and warm. And Gigi was just beyond that. And I just said, right? It wasn't like, everyone's nice, but everyone's trying to sell you something. I mean, you know, but... There was things that Gigi accommodated for us that no one else did. And I told Jose when I left, I said, look, if we're going to spend this much money, I need to know that every person I am working with is like Gigi. She set the tone for my wedding. I, I can probably say, like, I don't know what that wedding day is, but Gigi um, gave me reassurance that anything she put on for me at the Marriott was going to be spectacular. And it was a person, right? And it's kind of, I told Jose, like, in life, like, I think I choose... Kind of decisions and stuff and the circles them around based on sort of the the human aspect right and so um so from there on we kept kind of coming back to Gigi and we kept meeting with her and then i kept comparing and went to wineries and and no one matched her it yeah. was it was more than she was doing more than just sales yes right because when you meet someone it's all about selling it's selling you know we you we'll show you what it looks like well you know we'll uh we can accommodate this we can accommodate that and that's it but they're just trying to sell you because that's their job and once you sign that contract then that's it right you they moved you move you over to somebody else and with her it was sitting down uh multiple yeah. discussions we went to dinner with her um we uh after that dinner, we told each other, I was like, we're just going to be friends forever, Gigi. And she was like, of course. Like, it's one of those people in life, like, you're like, you just want to hold on to them, you know, like as friends. And um, it just reassured me because, you know, some anxiety on your wedding day and how the wedding day is going to be. Um, but I felt like she just like truly connected with us. She kind of connected with us, like as a couple and understanding what we wanted. And um, she worked a lot. She she just worked well with us. Right. I guess you can call it the experience. That's right. Right. The process. Right. You know, you as you move along with this whole wedding planning, there's obviously things that are going to get hectic and stressful. Um, and so it's very important that you have someone like her that, you know, you can sit down and it's just not 100 percent like it was okay, a business. I, it was. Yeah. It when was are you going to sign? Obviously, we're signing contracts. Um, but. It wasn't, it didn't feel like, it felt like a friend. Right. And it, for example, she talked about the Fairmont and we looked at the Fairmont, we looked at multiple locations and there was, you know, the Fairmont, one of their ballrooms was just beautiful, beautiful. just amazing. 
but the experience wasn't there. Yeah. The the person that we were uh, discussing things with was just, you know, here's the prize, you know, take it or leave it. And that was it. And although it was the Fairmont and it was the ballroom was just beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. It just wasn't there. Yeah. You know, it just it just wasn't there. It was just different. And yeah. so she yeah. wasn't as attentive. She wasn't uh, that human aspect of it just wasn't there. It was just the sales aspect. Yeah. And so I think that's what. Yeah. Um, and after that, I, I just said everyone we contract in general has to be on this level because um, it's just like, I don't know, I just felt like the right thing to do. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, yeah. Um, but, but, but from there on, um, we booked that as the first, that was like our major kind of uh, place, right? And kind of we chose that place downtown because it's close to, to where we're getting married, the church, and also because uh, Jose has quite a bit of out-of-town guests and it's just, it's easy to get there. I have a few friends from the East Coast that are coming in and um, we just thought um, it was the, it was ease for our guests. Right. And so, you know, I, I didn't really we we were told by a lot of people, you don't have to accommodate guests and stuff like that. But uh, honestly, like this choice has probably been the easiest for me, um, telling people, hey, just fly in here. You can stay here and the logistics of the day. Um, and then from there on out, Sonella and I have sat down and talked about colors and flowers and centerpieces and what type do you want? And so we're in that kind of in that nitty gritty of that at this moment. Um, right. And Jose like, and Jose. Sorry to interrupt. But Jose is always present as a part of all those decisions right he's like intimately involved in color choices right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know I was you basically we were... can't sleep at night yeah, because i know we were driving here and i was like hey babe this is the table by the way like this is what sanella and i decided and he looked at it in the picture he's like okay that looks nice i like it approved approved yeah so um so the good thing about the maria is that it's a one package all like they have all the vendors they have the, you work with their um, decorations people. And then what I loved about them, well, I was having a little bit of trouble communicating with their decorations. But when um, I met with them again the second time, the owner, I said, I don't know who I've been writing to, but I need to speak to the owner because at this point, I'm going to have to call Gigi at the Marriott. And you know people don't want to lose the contract at the Marriott. I said, I don't like to escalate, but it's been three weeks and my wedding planner has not received the and so the owner was like, no, 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 it's me. I want to keep the Maria happy. And so she was like, I would personally take care of you. So I went there and Terry, who's my decorator with linens, she was amazing too. Like she, the good thing I liked about her and what I hear is that she started this small business out of her garage, right? Uh, she told me the story. I was like, how did you even start in decorating people's weddings? And she told me, she's like, I do this for fun. And the fact that she does it for fun, it's something that I felt, okay, like, this person knows the importance of it. She's like so ingrained in it. She told me like how how she pictures the wedding day, how she's going to decorate. She just knew every, she was like, this is what you're going to want. This is what you're going to want. So she just knew. So like every vendor I've been working with has been, has been that, um, their craft is that well kind of developed by now. Yeah. And that's, that's really important, I think, because yeah. Ultimately, you know, you guys have already shared so much with me in terms of just your relationship and the way that you are with each other and everything that you've talked about so far. And the wedding day is such uh, an intimate time. You have all your closest people there, your closest family there, your emotions are out in the open, you're very vulnerable. It's very, it's a very uh, unguarded and, and intimate time. And so everybody that you bring into that day 
has to be somebody that you can trust like that. It has to be That's somebody right. that you feel comfortable with, That's that right. you can open up to them in that way. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's really, it's really great that you chose to talk about that because I think that's, yes. one, that's what could be more important. That's you right. know? That was a requirement. I think uh, when I finally said, okay, this is the place I told Jose, I said, look, let's make decisions on the kindness of people, right? Who we give our money to. Um, and that's the only way I think we've been functioning and how people have, responded to us in emails or in phone calls or even talks like there was a dj who's like the cheapest and we could have went with him but he was so cut and dry and like i was just like i didn't just like the feeling of the phone call it just gave me butterflies and i was like no 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 we have to go with somebody else you know like you know just think of you know other options or, or photographer or videographers you know it's just like it matters the human element of who you're choosing in my in our decision making like that's right. how how in ours obviously other people go with the most expensive or the best artists or you know like obviously money can drive a lot of things but for ours it's um interacted with that kind of requirement we have for that yeah. um so we've been trying to so far we we think we have like the feeling of the look like we've tasted food already and we know that um we're gonna um and the type of wines we already have some um, we're choosing our own wines because I love wine a lot. And we, you know, like we go to wine country, like I have friends in wine country. And um, I told Gigi, like, hey, um, do you really mind if I bring red wines? And she's like, yes, honey, this is your wedding. Like she just didn't, uh, you know, and other people are like, sorry, you have to use our wines, you know. And that was huge for me. Like I get to pick the wines I drink on a regular basis and share that with friends. And so we also have been looking at like compliments to add to like the pairing of the cocktail hour um like empanadas that go really well with wines and um um as well as looking for fun things for our guests like um, we've been thinking of giving everyone tequila shots on the tables but we're still deciding on that yes that's <laughs> we have to we test have to test yeah. the um we we have friends and family members who enjoy <laughs> drinking and one of the things that you know we don't want is people to go overboard, overboard. and so <laughs> making the decision of putting the mini tequila bottles is probably not that's not what he's it's not helping <laughs> well it, it's not helping obviously you, you know you have to contain it you have to uh, have a plan but that's you know it's yeah, not so we helping might go, so we might go with a popcorn bar yeah, um, no, no, uh, arriba, abajo, yeah. al centro, por dentro. Well, that's going to happen regardless of whether we provide it or yeah. not. But the fact that if we add more to it, that's, that's yeah. where we have to you be have careful. You have to have strict control. As, as somebody that uh, I had my wedding in Cabo San Lucas and uh, we had tequila on the tables and that's pretty much all we drank. Oh, uh, I fully support your idea. <laughs> uh, I think we, we had... Uh, we wanted to do like a family style wedding where we had alcohol on the tables and there are a lot of venues in the US where you just wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. But in Mexico we had a private space so we were able to do that and we had mostly Russian, we had a very small wedding, we had mostly Russian guests and uh, you know the debate with my wife was over you know what do we put on the tables for alcohol and she said well we have you know, Russians, we have to have vodka. And I said, nobody's going to drink vodka in Cabo San Lucas. <laughs> I said, put, let's just do really good tequila and let's just call it a day. And so we have to have some vodka. Anyway, we ended up with a bunch of leftover vodka bottles that nobody drank. Uh, and uh, How bad did people get? 
No, it was fine. Really? Yeah, awesome. it, it was fine. We it was also just one of those days that had a lot of uh, fluidity to it, you know, yeah. and so people could just uh, everybody handled it. Uh, but that was probably one of the only times I was actually right in our relationship. <laughs> How do you do it? Yeah. No, I don't know. I, was very, very, I have a low hit rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're in the nitty gritty of like the, the very, the little details about the wedding, which when I started this, I said, I will not, I refuse to do details of the wedding. Um, but as the planning has continued with Sonella, and I've continued to look at Pinterest and you know, stuff that I wasn't doing in the, because I had bare bones. Like, I was like, we're going to give people open, you know, open bar and like great food. And, but none of these other details that add up. And then slowly but surely, as the plenty has continued, I'm like, oh, that donut bar is actually awesome. Oh, that candy bar is, oh, that popcorn bar. I think I want all three now. Like, you know, like the wedding has become much more, I think, as it evolves, you want to add more and more. Or you change things because, you know, that like that whole open bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. We thought, well, it's very cool, right? Everyone gets to drink. You know, everyone's responsible. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, as the planning process continues, we kind of changed that to, you know, doing yeah, uh, we just, it. you know, beer and wine, yeah. uh, just different things yeah. simply because of, recommendations people, people for people have told us yeah like you guys have to adjust a little bit there and yeah so based on recommendations from other people or based on our experiences of we sit down and hey do you remember that wedding we went to they did this and this was the outcome um or you know it went really well that you know the guests were very responsible or hey no my cousin uh went to this wedding and it was open bar and at the end of the day everyone was completely drunk and yeah. it was very embarrassing so things change over yeah. time um during the process so you know it just you start with one idea and you may not end up with that, with same, that same idea, idea yeah. by yeah. the end of the, of the planning yeah well what are you looking forward to most as the wedding approaches about the day like what's what is the the most important thing for maybe you have different priorities but yeah that's a good question uh getting the stress out the way um i think uh just being able to relax and and say it's set you know our day is set you know now we can kind of relax one of the things that sanella mentioned uh when yeah. we met with her yeah was you know, you want to have everything ready to go uh, one or two weeks before the wedding so that you're just relaxed and you actually can think about your day and enjoy it and not have to be stressed out, you know, the day before and you're working on all these different things and it's your day. You need to be focused on your day and you need to be relaxed rather than finishing up the last touches yeah. of the gifts that you're going to be providing to, um, you know, yeah. so many people and not getting enough sleep. So I think that's what I'm looking forward to is just relax and just envisioning at that point. Okay. Everything's ready. Now it's just you and I, that's, that's the focus. That's funny. <laughs> Cause if you only knew the stresses I've gone through this past week with flowers, <laughs> I think that I think of uh yeah the the removing this process and you know what's crazy like if I didn't have Sonella I don't know how people do it with full time jobs 
like this is a full-time job like to plan a wedding like i wouldn't if it wasn't for sonella's kind of guidance and calling people i would be super stressed right now i think the thing i'm looking for the most is probably the ceremony the catholic ceremony you know when i first see him and then maybe the first dance probably would it be the, the highlight for me yeah yeah it's interesting that you mentioned those two specific things um, because I feel like the, the wedding day is, it's really a collection of like little discrete components, or at yeah. least the way that I approach it as a photographer. Yeah. And there are several moments of the wedding day where you're kind of like untouchable. I don't know if, if that's the right way to say it, but in the sense that uh, you're going to have lots of your family and friends yes. around you. Everybody's yeah. going to be uh, pulling on your attention and your energy yeah. all day long, right? They want you to be with them. They want you to socialize with them. But there are a few little islands of tranquility yeah. and and total connection and like total focus for the two of you guys. And I think those things are kind of what you mentioned, the ceremony where it's the sacred space where everything is just, you know, it's happening the way that it should. And, and there's a real focus on on you guys and the spiritual connection um, and then the first dance, which is interesting because they come in very different parts of the day. That's right. The first dance is, is this amazing moment where not only do you get to show off your dance skills, but you also have this moment to reconnect with each other at a different part of the day because a lot is going to happen between yeah. the ceremony and the first dance. There'll be a lot yeah. of action, a lot of interaction, and then after all the madness and all the emotion and everything else in the first dance, you guys will just have a, a moment to just sort of be together yeah. and, and just like be with each other. Yeah. So Nella told us that when we first met the first time, she says, I'm going to have you. She has me on this project management tool, which is like every day my email at work. She's like overdue, overdue. I have all these overdue tasks and I'm just kind of like. <laughs> not oh. stressful at all. No, not stressful at all. And I'm in because I can't even finish it because I don't know if I should pick like satin or like gloss matte. I don't there's all these things about napkins and um <laughs> and uh, she said to me the day of the wedding i'm gonna have you on a strict schedule which is awesome and we were just blown away by the fact that she was like has it like 10 minute by 10 minute, like hour by hour second and she says in every 15 minutes or every hour i'm gonna pull you guys aside and remind you touch base because this is your day you're gonna be pulled by too many people and couple, she says, forget about that if someone doesn't remind them. She's like, so we, I will pull you guys and say, hey, you guys have to touch base, right? Which is awesome. I would have never in my wildest dreams thought of that, you know? So um, that was, I was like, okay, so now let's got to make sure that, you know, this day flows, you know, and that we don't forget each other. Yeah, because it's, I mean, our wedding's pretty big at this point, so there'll be a lot of people there. How many people are you guys expecting now? Uh, probably like 175. Max 200. Yeah. Everybody else has to stay outside. Yeah. Pretty much. Late RSVPs. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or random people. Well, not, not random people, but, you know, people that don't get invites or just because. <laughs> Let's just hope not. <laughs> don't give me anxiety right now. Well, we actually do. <laughs> we, we have certain people, um, certain family members that like to um, invite other people even though there's no invitations for them. And so that's, you know, kind of normal um, in, in, in our culture, in our celebrations, uh, that if you get invited, you can invite other people. And um, so we're trying to limit that. 
and there has been situations already where we have certain family members that are saying, oh, we'll bring this person or we'll bring that person. And so that's something that we're trying to... Not so much stress. Well, or at least in my part, no. Because uh, fortunately, I uh, my mom is very direct and very feisty. So she's, you know, she's like my soldier, uh, you know, in the in the field. And she's saying basically, nope, you, they're not invited. They're not going to get an invite. So they can't come. And if they come, they're not going to be let in. So, <laughs> you know, she's she's the one out there fighting the battles for us, for, for anyone that tries to do that. So, um but that obviously can be something very stressful, just yeah. someone just showing up. Um, and, you know, it's, it's the thought is out there because we've seen it before. Yeah. Well, you guys are very lucky. It, it seems like you have good people in your corners. You have Sonella, your wedding planner, your mom. Sounds like she's helping mm-hmm. hold down the fort. And it's very fortunate that you guys have good people. Um, I remember on, on my own wedding day, I had a really good friend of mine that... Um, I didn't expect this, but she just kept checking in on me throughout the day. You know, she was just like, how, because I, I thought as a, you know, as somebody in the part of this industry for a long time, like, there's no big deal. It's a wedding, you know, I'll be fine. Yeah. There were a lot of things that were unexpected for me, but one of the things that I didn't realize is how emotionally unhinged I would become at certain points. And it's a lot, it's a lot to take in emotionally. And my friend would just connect with me throughout the day. Like you said, check in and say, how are you? Like, are you okay? Are you doing fine? Like, do you need it? You know, and it was just a really nice thing. So it's good that you guys have that. Um, I want to ask you one last thing about your, your ceremony is going to be a Catholic, full Catholic mass, right? So it'd be all the, all the tradition. There's really no room in that ceremony, as far as I can recall, in terms of making your own vows to each other. Well, there were there was that before, but yesterday they told us that the Catholic Church has, at one point there was, um, the Catholic Church has officially changed the ceremony of the wedding Catholic, and they removed that because I think it got out of hand. Uh huh. And people were too elaborate over, over the top. Yeah. So I think you could request it from your priest on a case by case basis, but it has to be very short. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they would rather you stick to their their vows. Okay. So that's the way that you guys will go. You'll do the standard uh, Catholic vows. I think so. I I yeah. don't. I mean, we have to talk to the priest. We have to yeah. say yeah. I I I don't think we've we, we've yeah. we've tied that down yeah. quite yet. But um, but um, that's not determined yet. Okay. So then, vows aside, for each of you, what is the one? personal detail or one personal thing um or the the one personal thing maybe for you as a couple that you hope to either gift to each other during the day um and it could be something physical or it could be something you know ethereal um or what is the one personal thing that you hope to gift to your guests uh for me i think it's just making sure that she's not stressed out and that she's happy throughout the entire process or throughout the entire day. Um, as I've told Marilena many times before, um, her hap- my happiness is her happiness. As long as she's happy, um, I am good. And, you know, it's a huge day. It's one of the most important days. 
I think, or the second important day, most important day of our lives um, until we until we have children. Um, and so seeing her full of joy when she walks down the aisle, I think it's, uh, it's what's important to me and making sure that the entire, the entire day goes, goes well. Um, I'll be happy. I think, uh, the same. I like have, I want him to have a, like a kind of like this magical day. Um, if he's really into sharing like this kind of experience, he like really thrives with it. Um, but just like, uh, give him kind of the gift of internal support and happiness and try to make him happy in life, right? That commitment and covenant that we're going to share that day at, at the ceremony. And then to my guests, I think uh, to come and celebrate kind of like love and life, right? I think oftentimes, um, and this is kind of kind of be the message, of hopefully, of the priests, we come from a Catholic kind of socially just community as Anakaya, where like um, you're pushed and reminded to always live outside yourself for the betterment of the society. And just to, um, you know, remind our guests that our um, kind of our relationship together is, um, of love and um, our partnership hopefully can make this world a better place and kind of have like and just to come in and enjoy the day and regardless of you know our current times may bring us a bit of sadness but you know today's a day of love and and love can uh kind of you know give us more sunshines and, and rain at times i think there's kind of be a message at, at the end of our day that we we just haven't kind of we talked about it when we engraved our, our rings. Um, remember, babe? Yeah. Um, but we haven't fully um, thought about it fully because we come from the same tradition of the Jesuits. As far as uh, me, for my guests, um, I, I mean, I, I enjoy um, large settings like that. Um, and I think at the end of the day, um, ensuring that um, we share um, the moment, that we enjoy the moment together um, is very important. I think there'll be um, emotional moments, um, not just you know for us, but also for, for the guests, um, because um, because everyone there is, is obviously very, very important. This, this wedding could have been a lot bigger, um, uh, <laughs> but you know, um, and, and in fact, it's a little bit bigger than um, than expected, at least for Marilena. Um, but um, but everyone there is, is is important to us in one way or another, and I think just being there and sharing the moment, uh, sharing the special day, um, is is going to be enough um, both um, for them and for us, um, and it's more about family it's more about um sharing in that very special moment more than any material thing that you can provide to them or you know um or or, or doing something spectacular just so that they feel okay or that they feel happy at the end of the day Don't like whether, their wine <laughs> at the end of the day whether they walk <laughs> whether they walk away saying that was a spectacular time or oh it sucked um that's up to them it doesn't matter to us i think just being there and sharing that moment is, is what's most important to, to me and yeah. I think also to Marilena. So. Yeah. And they will have a good time. We're working on it. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to have this conversation. It was really great. Thank you for sharing. Uh, just one more thing I want to do, of course, which is to take a photo of you before we, yeah. before I let you go. So you just stay, <laughs> stay where you are. Maria Lynn has taken off her warm jacket. From my fur. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll be right back. I'm going to grab my camera. Thanks for listening to the Sasha Photography Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Next week, we are going to be speaking with a professional wedding officiant. I'm very excited about that, and I hope that you will tune in. In the meantime, please do share this episode and this podcast with friends. Uh, You can find it, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please do give us a rating leave your comments. It really helps. In the meantime, you can go to sashaphoto.com slash podcast to see photos of Maria Elena's and Jose's two engagement sessions. You can check those out and you can also see a photo of them here in the studio that we took right after the show. See you next week.